Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. This episode is brought to you by Great Hearts Arlington. Great Hearts Arlington is part of a network of tuition-free K-12 schools in Texas that are revolutionizing public education. Episode 49, The Educate Debate. Hello, MomFessions listeners. This is Emily, and I am here with Beth. Hi, Beth. Hello. Today, we are kicking off something really exciting. This episode of MomFessions is launching the Educate Debate editorial series. Woo! (laughs) So twice a year, Fort Worth Moms, um, we use our entire platform for one topic. So for five days, we publish 15 articles on the same topic from all different viewpoints. We publish three micro blogs. And this year, yay, we're doing a podcast episode. Mm, Yes. Yes. What's the last one we did? The last one we did is a great question because... 2020. 2020. Mm -hmm. Did we even do Mm -hmm. one in 2020? I don't think we did. So it would be way back in 2019. Food? Did we do one on food? We have done one called Food Fights. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the last ones we did was Sleep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we talked that about sounds right. Yes, on sleep issues. So I think yeah. that was like, you know, 10 years ago in 2019. So you choose the topics typically for the editorial series, right? Well, we actually have it set up on a five year rotation. Oh. So we have done the educate debate before as an editorial series, but we did it five years ago. And so it's just kind of like, serendipitously Uh fallen to the beginning of summer for 2021 when I think, like, boy, howdy, howdy, have there been changes in education. Yeah. And so this series is going to, we're not going to, like, fight each other. It's not that kind of debate. Oh, I'm out then. So sorry if you're disappointed about (laughs) No Throne. I do love conflict. Uh, No, you don't. No, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But this is going to be, like, different women writing from kind of like their perspectives, like different choices that they make for their kids in terms of education. So yes, like homeschool, private school, public school. But there are a lot of new things in the mix now, like charter schools, pod schooling, virtual public school, virtual private school. I mean, like Mm -hmm. there is a big list. We Like, we do have the benefit of living in a large metroplex, so there are more options than maybe if you live in a more kind of rural area. But things are just changing in the way we school, for sure. Yeah, they really are. And I think outside of a pandemic, deciding what to do for your kid's education is a really, really difficult choice, especially when you have so many options and... I don't know about you, but I had a lot of opinions. Oh, yeah. External opinions about what was best. And 
and people feel very strongly mm-hmm. about what they choose. And and rightly so. I mean, they probably took a very long time mm-hmm. and did a lot of research to make their decision. And it's a it is a hard decision. But I think the best advice, and I've probably said it on here before, came from a mom who did private school and then she homeschooled and she's kind of varied things for each of her kids. And she just says, you take it year by year and you take it kid by kid. And it may look different for every kid and every year and you just do what's best. And I think in my head for my kids' education, I was like, we make one choice for the rest of their life, you know? Yeah. And that mm-hmm. feels very daunting. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a huge topic. I mm-hmm. I know that we will have a lot of different opinions and approaches. Yeah. We are zoned for one of those, you know, quote unquote, best elementary school, you know, gets mm-hmm. all the hype, gets all the money, like all those things. And for us, it kind of felt like, I mean, we're sending them there, <laughs> like if they're going yeah. to that public yeah. school. Like, like we moved here for a reason. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we actually, my husband bought the house before we were married. Mm-hmm. And so he did know that it was zoned for good schools. But that, I mean, that he took that into consideration, like, you know, for 10 seconds. And, oh, that's great. That's an added bonus. But this house just ends up being close to his work. So that was like a lot of his criteria. (laughs) You know, so we didn't really buy to be in the school district, but we didn't move to be. Like we Mm -hmm. remodeled our home and didn't move to stay in, you know, kind of that school zone. So, but we are, we are now at a point where we are analyzing our choices because my oldest, be in fifth grade in August, and I'm having a really hard time with Does that. Is that is that a new school where you're? No, fifth zoned? grade will be her last year of elementary. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you want to get into any schools of choice mm-hmm. um, within our school district, a lot of those applications end in October. Wow. So you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we are not very many months away from trying to really narrow down what she's going to do for sixth grade. And I, like you, had always thought, well, we're just going to keep on going through the pyramid. Like, yeah. you know, that's of the three schools that she would track through. The middle school is probably the weakest link, Mm -hmm. but it's still fine. I think in a lot of places, middle schools are the weakest links for whatever reason. But now that she's here and like I really am starting to think maybe that isn't the choice we go. And I also know so much more about her than mm-hmm. I did when she started kindergarten, you know. And yeah. then I know that, well, well, maybe a really large 600 people per grade school might not be the best for her. I, I don't know. So yeah. I'm, st- I'm starting that process. I'm in the what do we really think about this kind of phase. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend this morning because our school, the elementary, ends after sixth grade. Oh, you get to go to sixth. That's cool. So her son is getting ready to go to seventh grade. So they're having to decide between, you know, junior highs in our area. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. Like junior high always seems like it's kind of that. I don't know. They're it just feels scary. Oh, well, junior high in in general is scary. <laughs> like junior remember. high kids are scary. Yes. Like puberty is scary. Yes. Like they're all the things. Like, 
But even in our area, the junior high schools are like, well, they're not the best. Like we have great schools, but they're the lowest of the possibilities, you know? Mm -hmm. And so kind of my husband and I are putting all of our eggs in the basket of our areas growing really quickly. So surely they'll (laughs) have to build another junior high before our kids get there. Otherwise, I don't know. We might have to move Mm -hmm. or whatever, but it is really scary to think about that. Yeah, and then that that kind of feeds into the whole, like, literally this is like the mulberry bush I'm running around. Is, okay, this is going to be a really philosophical question. Are you ready? Ready. Like, am I doing my community a disservice when I pull my kids and ultimately my family out of poor performing schools? Mm-hmm. Because... That's what happens, right? Yeah. So they kind of stay poor performing because they don't have enough solid family support. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's kind of a vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle mm-hmm. that we are all like participating in. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, you know, struggling with that as well. And mm-hmm. even thinking through like, well, what do I want my involvement to be in her junior high school itself, you yeah. know. I don't think they do weekly Friday story times at the junior high, so I'm going to have to find another way to volunteer. Oh, that, is, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, your volunteer methods will change. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Right, and obviously. how will we, yeah. you know, how will we interject or support or serve the school, mm-hmm. you know, as best we can. Interesting. My husband was toying with the idea of running for the school board this last year. Uh-huh. And... I just, I was like, okay, well, you do what you want to do. You mm-hmm. do what you want to do. And my daughter was like, no, don't do it. Don't let him do it. Like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's how um, my daughter will be about junior high. Like, yeah. we're already like, mom, you're embarrassing me. Mm-hmm. Please stop talking to the other kids. <laughs> you know, I think there's that social element of, If you are making different decisions for your kids, whether you're pulling them from one public school to put them in another or out of public school to a private or vice versa, the effects that it has on the community and on the schools. Mm -hmm. I think even NPR did a podcast all about just the the different socioeconomic demographics that will switch schools and how it affects them. Yeah positively and negatively and super interesting. Yeah, because there would be a certain section of the population that has choice and mobility to do Mm -hmm. that. And then there's a section of the population that doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And I do want to make sure that, like, I'm not saying that I think the people who have the mobility to do that are the saviors of all those places. Yeah. That is not. Yeah, because that's, that's part of the debate. Yeah, that is yeah. not true at all either. Sometimes we can make things worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a, it's a complicated, but... But narrowing it down to, like, my family and my daughter and my community mm-hmm. and all those things, like, when, you know, they become personal choices, it is way more challenging to land somewhere than I would have ever dreamed when I was rocking my two-year-old. Hey, friends, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you a little more about our sponsor, Great Hearts Arlington. Great Hearts Academies offer a world-class education rooted in virtues like honesty, integrity, and citizenship. 
Great Hearts Arlington is accepting applications for grades K through 7 for the upcoming school year. Apply now at greatheartsarlington.org and learn more about their classical education program, which seeks to develop the moral and intellectual excellence of their students. So what about y'all? Um, I know you still have a few more years of elementary school and you have more kids that will be coming into elementary mm-hmm. school. You know, you and I made a little bit we both are public school moms, but we made different choices during the pandemic. My girls went to in-person. Yours stayed virtual longer. Yes. But ultimately went back. Yes. Do y'all have like a decision for August or you just think there's no way you could even decide, you know, that now you need more information, you know, when August gets here? Had you asked me that four months ago, mm-hmm. I would have said, absolutely not. I have no idea. Okay. Well, I guess longer than four months because my kids went back in January. I don't know if y'all remember, but when we were talking about schooling at the beginning of this year, I had fought really, really hard to homeschool, like traditional homeschool my kids. And my husband and I had big arguments and debates about it. And you had a true educate debate. We did like a true, I mean, it was, it was rough. Um, And my husband is really good at arguing and I'm really scared of conflict. So it was fantastic. Um, Super healthy marriage going on right there. But, uh, (laughs) you know, we came to a compromise where we were able to keep them doing online stuff, but did a homeschool co-op along with that. I remember. Mm-hmm. And that was awful. It was just awful. I'm just going to say nobody was happy. We came to a compromise where nobody was happy. So congratulations. Yes. Pat on the back for that one. <laughs> so we, um, when we sent them back in January, my girls have thrived to the point where they will be home on the weekends and be like, I really want to be at school. And I don't take it personally because I'm like, yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, we have learned there is nothing wrong with any of the options that we chose, but they did not suit our family or my kids' learning styles or their needs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to kind of eat crow on that one. I think keeping them home for the health factor was good and right, but man, it was a hard year. Yeah. And so now I say, yes, August, we will absolutely be signing those papers and sending them right back down the street to that school because... First day you're there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless something drastically changes, obviously, Mm -hmm. in the in the pandemic realm, that is absolutely what we'll do. Um, We did all of our hard wrestling and we are done. You're done. (laughs) I have tapped out. It's... uh, It's definitely better what we've chosen now. So Yes, we also are sticking with our same in-person public school plan. And we are going to have a really short summer because we don't get out till June 18th. That's true. And I had um, some people, like even just this morning, like was asking me, were my kids really looking forward to summer? And I was like, I don't think so. I actually don't think they are. Yeah. Like, they love school, and we've had the same kind of conversations. Like, they get kind of bummed out on the weekends. Like, they just have loved being back in the regular routine and social life and fun Mm -hmm. and learning of the school experience. Before we hand it over to some other moms to talk about their decision. Yes. 
Did your schooling that you had as a child affect your decision making in what your girls would do or what your husband grew up doing for school? Did that affect what your decision making was? Um, probably, yes. I think that's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was 100 percent public school, public college. Yeah. I was public school through seventh grade and then private Christian school from seventh grade to 12th grade. Mm-hmm. And they were two very different experiences for me. Yeah. And I much preferred public school education over what I got in the private Christian school. But yeah. that's not a blanket statement. Yeah. Those are my two experiences. And so I think so much so that probably a religious school would be one of like my ultimate last choice for my kids. Mm-hmm. Our biggest reason is because we can't afford it. It's like a college education um, at this point. S- yes. Some private yeah. schools are out of this galaxy, expensive. Yeah. yeah I, Nowadays, because I went to private school, and I know my parents did not have the kind of money it requires now to do it. Yeah. But I'm even trying to think, you know, well, I think that's why the university model schools have caught on so much here. Yeah. Because it's a much more affordable option. It's like a mix of private mm-hmm. school and homeschooling, you know. Yeah. It is true school setting and not co-op. Around here, you can pay $30,000 a year for your kid to go to second for grade. One, one kid. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. news, you get a 10% discount for two. <laughs> oh. Well, and I, I know a lot of people who will try to get on staff at the school because you get a huge discount at that point. You know, our kids go to the, the church preschool mm-hmm. and we get, you know, a 50% discount yeah. because we're on staff yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, there are ways around it. My husband was public school all the way through. And so he was like, why would we do any different? And I was private school until second grade. I was homeschooled for third grade. And my mom would even tell you this story. But at the point where she chased me down the street with a broom, um, she decided I needed to go back to school. And here I am thinking I should homeschool my kids, right? Not a good idea. You didn't like it the first time. I know. (laughs) So my siblings continued to homeschool, but I went back to private school until high school. And then I went to public school in high school and then back to a private college. So Yeah, I went to a private college. I mean, private from eighth. I guess all the way through graduation. Yeah, yeah. Of my degree. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had run the gamut of them, and there were perks to all of them. You know, there were good mm-hmm. things and obviously negative things. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so. negative things about our schooling choices now. There's oh, yeah. no such thing as a perfect one, and yeah. that's where you become an advocate for your kids mm-hmm. and or an advocate for things that are important to you. You know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's hear from our friends and go and check out the Educate Debate on fwmoms.com. Hi, my name is Shalene. I'm a mom to five kids, and we've chosen a classical university model school for our children. A university model school is a hybrid homeschool private school model. It is the perfect blend of the rigor of a private institution balanced by the nurture and the love of learning, fostered by the at-home environment. And we are so thankful for this option. In a university model school, students are on campus in the classroom setting a few days each week and at home in the home classroom a few days. The school determines all curriculum, creates all assignments, handles all record keeping, offers extracurricular activities, sports, and more. 
As a parent, I'm a co-teacher and partner with the school. On our homeschool days, the kids complete the teacher-directed assignments, and I work alongside them, teaching new concepts, reinforcing what was taught, correcting, grading, discipling, and more. It's rigorous for the kids, for sure, and it's a sacrifice for me, but we absolutely love it. This model has blessed us in so many ways, and the time I get to spend with my kids as a result of this model is something I will never regret. Hi, I'm Heather, and my three children all went through public school, in fact, in the same district from kindergarten all the way through. Our youngest is a senior, upcoming senior. The reason that we chose public school academically, being products of public school ourselves, we felt like we had good options available and chose where we lived so that we could access the public school. We also felt like the public school in our district allowed our kids to explore things academically that may not have been options for them in private school. We have three very different learners and we wanted our three kids to know how to learn and grow and thrive in different environments, under different personalities, with different sorts of curriculum and instructional opportunities available to them. Emotionally, we chose public school because we felt like it would be a good opportunity for them, both emotionally and socially, to be plugged into their community and for us to meet other parents in our broader community. And it just felt like the right fit for us emotionally and socially. And last of all, we chose public school spiritually because our faith is very important to us, but we really cherish and value diversity. And we wanted our kids to grow up and be friends with and daily interact with people of different backgrounds, socioeconomic backgrounds, racial backgrounds, spiritual backgrounds. And we felt like it really helped shape them as global citizens. We felt like it was an opportunity for them and for us to be connected with people that may or may not believe like we do or look like we do, but that we can be intentional and in growing in relationship with them. So we've had no regrets about our choices. Did look at each child year by year. Along the way, we explored other options at different turns for different reasons. And we just always came back to public school as the best option for our kids. This is Amy Henderson. Montessori for the young child is associated with attributes such as individually paced learning and fostering independence. Students are free to learn at their own pace, each advancing when a skill is mastered, guided by the teacher, and an individualized learning plan. When you visit a Montessori school, you will observe the intentional classroom design and routines that support the students' emerging self-regulation from toddlers through middle school. You'll see active learners. Given the freedom and support to question, probe deeply, and make connections, Montessori students become confident, enthusiastic, self-directed learners. They're encouraged to think about their own learning and work collaboratively with others, all important skills for success in today's world. Hi, I'm Jessica. While there are many factors in my family's decision to homeschool, here are our top reasons. Number one, it allows us to teach our kids from a Christian worldview, teaching them to love God and others. Number two, because there are no time limits to our day, we can explore more subjects and on a much deeper level. Number three, it protects my children from bullying and early exposure to drugs, alcohol, and things of that nature. 
And number four, I get to spend my days with my kids. There's the cliche, the days are long, but the years are short. This is so true. Some days are really long and hard, but my kids will be graduating before I know it, and I'll be so thankful we had the opportunity to spend our days together. I believe homeschool education is a great choice for kids. I'm Erin. I chose private school for my two children because I wanted small classroom sizes, there to be little or no emphasis on standardized tests, and a consistent environment and consistent expectations from grades K through 12. I wanted teachers who had access to infinite resources that could make their classrooms dynamic and modern, and our entire family benefits from the community feel we get by attending a small private school. My name is Robin Hutchins, and right now in life, I'm a grandma. But 30 years ago, we were trying to determine the best schooling method for our twin boys. So we started out in public school, and there are great teachers and administrators there, very hard workers. But we just saw some things we felt like that were taught that went against some of our beliefs as Christians. So we decided that for that reason and for the reason of schedule flexibility that we would homeschool. And we did. I have to say, I got the the best of both worlds. My boys are the same age, so I got to teach the very same grade. And then secondly, we took advantage of a -a two-day-a-week school that's for homeschoolers so that they could have what some would call kind of a normal school experience. Fifth grade through 12th grade, we decided on private Christian school. And that was a great experience for us. And what that did for our sons is it gave them a network of family and friends with the same core principles in life. And even now, 20 years after graduating, they are still friends with many that they graduated high school with. And they still look to coaches and and principals there that they had for mentoring and for guidance. We've done all three methods of schooling, and there's great advantages and disadvantages to each one. Thanks again to our sponsor, Great Hearts Arlington. You can apply online or find out more at greatheartsarlington.org. And be sure to check out fwmoms.com for the Educate Debate editorial series. As always, visit fwmoms.com. To see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.